If your business is tired of paying unpredictable and high phone bills, do what I did. Switch to Zoom Call's cloud business phone service. You'll pay the same low amount every month, no matter how many calls you have in the U.S. and Canada. And Zoom Calls has a really cool feature called voicemail drops. Whenever you reach someone's voicemail, just say hi in their name and then click a couple of buttons on your phone to leave your pre-recorded message. It saves both your voice and your time. Check out zoomcalls.com. That's zoomcalls.com. I think you'll love it. Attention, you're listening to the Todd Huff Radio Show, America's home for conservative, not bitter talk radio. Be advised that the content of this program has been documented to prevent and even cure liberalism, and listening may cause you to lean to the right. Here's your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Huff. Well, that is right. You are listening to the home of conservative, not bitter talk. And yes, I am your host, Todd Huff. Email Todd at ToddHuffShow.com, Facebook.com for those, uh, slash Todd Huff Show for those that want to watch the program live or on demand as long as our Friends at Facebook. Oh, not just Facebook now. We're also on YouTube and Periscope slash Twitter. So it's good to be here no matter where you are watching or listening from. Freedom 95 in Indianapolis as well, 95.9 FM. By the way, by the way, 9.50 AM is where the signal also simulcasts. So if you're in a place um, that's uh, – you're not getting the signal on the FM perfectly – Clearly, try the AM dial, 9.50 AM. That signal travels a little bit further outside outside of the Indianapolis metro area. So good to be here. Thank you for joining us. Folks, we are in the midst. We are in the midst of a, I guess you could call it a cold civil war in this nation, a cold civil war. These things, this battle is taking place on the political battlefront, I suppose. Uh, but this is rooted in culture. This is rooted in ideology. This is rooted in fundamental beliefs. We have people, we have people in this nation who are actively trying to move us away from the constitutional truths established by, well, not, I guess established by our founders, but those truths were established by God. Those truths were established, you know, not based upon people's, uh, not based upon anything other than what comes to us, what we are given as being part of God's creation. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men were created equal, endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights among those life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. Now, as Biden would say the thing, you know, you know the thing. You know the thing. And he might get a little bit uh, confused as, as he shares the words of the Declaration or maybe parts of the Constitution. Don't know what he refers to the Constitution as. The other thing, I guess, remembers the legend of Corn Pop story flawlessly as he grabs a six foot of pool chain, going to wrap it around the head of Corn Pop out in the parking lot, 
back in the 1960s. But anyway, we've got an ideological cold civil war going on. And we've obviously seen this for some time. And now we are we are tiptoeing, I shouldn't say even tiptoeing, but we're moving towards the sacred ground of the Supreme Court. We talked about this yesterday. For those in the, you know, from the radical, from the, the godless part of the radical left, the atheist godless part of the radical left, the strictly humanist radical left. This is a portion of them. This is not all of them, but this is akin to their religion. Supreme Court is sacred to them. Supreme Court should be an instrument, a tool that is used to further their ideology, to further move us towards socialism. For some of these yahoos and lunatics, it's to move us closer to communism. This is the place where they turn to implement liberal ideology, policies, socialist ideas and dreams, utopia, uh, utopian concepts and so forth. This is where they turn when they can't get it done through the political system. The court is supposed to be something. It's a branch of our government, but it's supposed to be above the fray of politics. It's supposed to be a group of people who interpret what is written in the Constitution or in and or in uh, statutes and apply those statutes based upon what they say, the original intent of the law and so forth. Of course, that's not what the leftists talk about. They tell us instead that the Constitution is a living, breathing document. They think the Constitution is a living, breathing document, but they can't find uh, anywhere any evidence to suggest that an unborn uh, child in the womb is a living person. Can't figure that out. Just like they also can't figure out, the radical left is who I'm talking about here, they can't find any any hint in the Constitution of the right to keep and bear arms, the right to religious liberty or the importance thereof. They can't find that stuff. They, they get confused about that, can't find it, but they find things hidden in the Constitution that they're, uh, it's like Nicolas Cage and, I mean, what is that movie he was in? Uh, Oz is looking at me. She can't think of it either. National treasure. Yep, Oz agrees. National treasure. So it's like they're looking for secrets and clues. They're probably putting on all sorts of different eyeglasses, looking at the original document of the Constitution, failing to read the actual text that we can all see, instead looking for secret clues and hidden gems and so forth. Kind of what it feels like to watch a liberal explain to me what the Constitution means. But yet, this is what they do. They do somersaults in the courts. They clearly engage in judicial activism, which is really what's at stake here. You know, when someone says, I want a conservative justice, look, I don't want someone that's going to go in there and try to institute conservative policy that's not been uh, you know, passed as a in statute. If it's there, it needs to be interpreted and applied. That's all I'm asking. If it's in the Constitution, which a lot of it is, it needs to be applied. If it's not in the Constitution and not in statute, then don't make it up. That's the job of Congress. That's the job of once Congress passes that legislation, that's then the job of the president to sign said legislation. Then the courts have something to interpret. 
Voila, there you go. That's how this is supposed to work. It's really not, in theory, complicated. I'm not saying there's never complex legal issues where you have to weigh one particular statute against another or two important principles. I'm not saying that doesn't exist because it clearly does. What I'm saying is you don't make stuff stuff up out of whole cloth and say that it's in the Constitution, and that's what we're dealing with. We have one group, and Chuck Schumer told us this in a conference call. didn't tell us this, but according uh, to sources, again, who knows sources, but Chuck Schumer says that if Republicans nominate someone during this, uh, well, before the election, if Trump's, if, if Trump is going to appoint someone and the Senate is going to confirm this individual, which is the process, This, according to a tweet a couple of days ago, we didn't get to this yesterday because I wanted to spend a lot of time talking about a lot of principles and theories and the just the the role of government, what this is really all about and so forth. But Schumer said, let me be clear, if Leader McConnell and Senate Republicans move forward with this, this being the nomination or the confirmation of whoever Trump actually nominates – Chuck Schumer adds, then nothing is off the table for next year. Nothing is off the table. This is where you hear speculation of Washington, D.C. becoming a state, Puerto Rico becoming a state, doing away with the filibuster in the Senate, doing away with God only knows, right? God only knows what they're willing to do. This is sacred ground. There will be proverbial hell to pay. Now they're already. By the way, let me point this out. They're already kind of assuming that they're that Biden's going to win the election, that the Democrats are going to control the Senate, and presumably that they're going to control the House. Now, this could happen. Let me just say that this is certainly a possibility. This could happen, and uh, the Democrats could hold all three chambers, or you know have basically control of majorities of both houses of Congress and the presidency. I'm not predicting that. I'm just simply saying it is certainly certainly a possibility. It's also certainly a possibility that Republicans can hold the Senate, that Trump wins re-election, and it's possible, although many people say it's not probable at all. I don't I don't necessarily agree with that either, but Republicans could win the House of Representatives back which would be a very good thing. By the way, kudos to the Republicans here. Kudos to the Republicans. I remember, you know, I've been following politics, as many and many of you have as well, for a long time. And I can tell you prior to 2016, prior to 2016, I had two major beefs with Republicans, with conservatives. Still have some beefs with some uh, some Republicans that are, you know, with just the positions they take or different things like that. No, no one's perfect. No party has it all together. But it's a stark contrast when you look at the Republican Party versus the Democrat Party. You look at one party who's on the side of defunding police, one side who's on, or one party who's on the side of, you know, just insane policies and ideas. The growth of government, the growth of just uh, taxing you more regulating us more, promising us utopia on earth, promising to appoint justices to the Supreme Court who are 
effectively judicial activists. I mean, that's that's what it really means to be a liberal justice. You can cite foreign law, Harry Potter novels, and the dream that you had the night before a hearing, and that's considered serious, and that's considered very profound and very sophisticated, very forward-thinking and, and that sort of thing. But anyway... I remember back in 2016, and it still exists to some degree today, but there were two problems. I remember when we went through and looked at the nominee or the, the folks running for president in the Republican Party, and they were – I, I kind of went through and, and talked about each and every one of them, things that I liked about each candidate, really. The only one I couldn't find something that I liked about was John Kasich. Turned out he was a Democrat who thought he was a Republican. No word – no word if the Russians tricked him into thinking that. But anyway, so we, we did that in 16, but I remember saying, and I still stand by this, there's two problems. There's two things that, that conservatives have had enough of. They've had enough of electing people who aren't conservative enough, Republicans or whatever. I mean, it's not Democrats. It's maybe independents or maybe it's libertarians or whatever. They're, they're, they're tired of electing people who promise to restore government to its proper size, move towards limited government away from big government. They're tired of that. They're tired of the conservative promises. They don't see these things realized. Instead, they see more broken promises and more uh, love of big government in, in their elected officials, number one. Number two, they're tired of their representatives being weenies, being wimps. They're tired of that. And I remember thinking and saying at the time, President Trump, President Trump certainly addresses the wimpiness factor. Trump is not a wimp. There were some certain questions at one point from some folks about his conservative credentials. But if you look at what he's done in four years, this is something that policy-wise, conservatives who review, take a look at what he's actually done, should be very pleased with that. But I want to say in a larger context, Mitch McConnell standing up to the media and the Democrats, I don't think would have happened four years ago. And this is all, by the way, let me add this. This is all, by the way, because of Donald Trump blazing that trail. Republicans prior to 2016, even even in Trump's first couple of years in office, they were timid, they were scared, they were afraid of the media, and there's still certainly degrees of this, and I'm not saying it's completely cured, but I am saying it is different. Mitch McConnell wasted no time saying that the president has the constitutional authority to nominate a justice. The Senate has the constitutional authority to confirm said justice. That justice can then, by the Constitution, be appointed to fill the vacancy on the Supreme Court. End of story. That is it. That is it. Are there political ramifications for this? Possibly. Possibly. Could they be good or bad? Yes. Depending upon the particular seat, where you're running, all these sorts of things, it might help people. Some people think it's going to help Lindsey Graham in South Carolina, who's in a tougher race than people expected. Some people think it might hurt, um, say, Martha McSally in Arizona. And there's other people, Cory Gardner in Colorado, it might hurt. Trump says maybe it'll help him. And maybe it will. We don't know. 
But we do know this. There's the political side of this argument, and there's the constitutional side of this argument. There is absolutely nothing, nothing. There is no reason whatsoever why Republicans constitutionally cannot go through with this. Zero. As Rush would say, zip, zero, nada. There's no reason. No reason that they cannot do this. Politically, there might be reasons. There may not be reasons. I'm not saying suggesting there are. I'm simply making the d- distinction between what the powers in the Constitution are granted, what powers in the Constitution are granted to certain branches of the government, who has those powers, when they have those powers, and what they can do with those powers. And everything that makes it possible to both nominate and confirm a Supreme Court justice is in the power of the Republican president and the Republican Senate. End of story. The left is has lost their mind about this. It's funny to me. You look at this. Democrats are literally threatening. They're now making threats, open threats, open threats to further intensify the politicization of America, of our daily life, of the next Congress, should they be elected in, God forbid, November. They're openly threatening to politicize things even further if Republicans simply act upon their clearly their cl- their clearly defined constitutional rights. Think about that. Think about that. Republicans doing what they are clearly allowed by the Constitution to do. In fact, one would even say should do. Remember the, the Senate Republicans back in 16, and I've got to take a break here, but Senate Republicans back in 16 were accused of not doing their constitutional duty by having a hearing for Merrick Garland. We went through that ad nauseum yesterday. It's simply not the case. That's the narrative. That's what they want you to think. But Republicans have the constitutional authority to do this. And as payback, as payback for doing their job, as payback for doing what the Constitution allows, Democrats say nothing is off the table. Don Lemon's prepared to burn the whole system down, folks. I'll play that soundbite. He's a lunatic. Which he, He's been accused, by the way. I won't never forget this. Some people think he's too conservative. <laughs> I'm sure. That tells us a lot about what we know about the radical left if Don Lemon's too conservative. But anyway, I want to share that soundbite. I want to share some other things and talk about this further. But we are in the midst of a cold civil war. Ideology is front and center here. We have two visions for America. And the only thing that makes us go away, folks, is if one side wins this politically. And we've got to win this politically. We've got to buckle up Put on our big boy and big girl pants because this is not going away. I don't care who wins this election. I don't care what happens in the, this 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 nomination process, whatever. This is not going away anytime soon. We have got to win the battle for the heart, minds, and soul of Americans. Make the cause for constitutional conservatism and the case against big government, liberalism, socialism, communism, etc. And I've got to take a break. You're listening here to the home of conservative, not better talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff, back in just a minute. Welcome back. Threw the hat on during the break there. Brought it down here. 
set it on the desk, didn't put it on. Put it on during the break. Not sure why. Feels better to have it on. But anyway, we before the break, we were talking about uh, just just I mean, we're in the midst of a cold civil war, an ideological war. And it is getting more intense by the day, almost by the hour. The radical left becomes more and more emboldened to make threats. People applaud this to say stupid things like we're going to have to blow up the entire system. Did I say burn it down before the break? I must have misspoken. I must have confused the actions that the radical left has been condoning and ignoring as cities around this country have been ablaze because radical anarchists or whoever these lunatics are, Antifa, the violent rioters that are part of or maybe they've embraced the Black Lives Matter Marxist roots and they're out there you know, justifying these actions and behaviors. I must have confused what they're condoning and excusing and even even in some ways emboldening the actions that they're emboldening uh, because of their inability to enforce the law, send in troops to – or officers or whatever, whatever it takes to protect these cities. By the way, Seattle, New York City – and Portland have been declared, what are they, anarchist zones or some such thing by the Department of Justice? That's another story altogether. But they're declared those things because that who that's who is ruling parts of these communities now. These governors and mayors have no interest, no ability to stop this, to cause the violence to decrease. They just they instead they're proposing ideas like defunding the police. It's a brilliant thing to do. Anyway, so we've got unhinged people in positions of power, in positions of media, saying all sorts of stupid things. Add to the list Don Lemon. Good old Don Lemon. I tell you what, I watch I watch this from some sometimes, from time to time. Don Lemon, CNN. I do it um <laughs> I do it because it entertains me. And it's sometimes I just I just want to see I want to see the degree of the quote unquote logic. It's not logic, but the the what they view as logic. I want to see this on display. I want to see it for myself. I want to see the amount of rage. I want to see what they're telling their their audience, their dwindling audience, by the way. But I, I want you to listen to this exchange. This is an ex- this is a serious exchange between Don Lemon and tough guy Chris Cuomo at CNN as one of them's passing the program. I forget who's on first. It's Chris, tough guy Chris Cuomo, I think, passes it to Don Lemon. Maybe it's vice versa. I don't know, and I don't care. I just know I occasionally watch this nonsense just to get a glimpse of the stupidity that we see uh, on the airwaves around this this great nation. Listen to this exchange. I mean, this is serious conversation, and this is one they're having on air. Do you, it makes me wonder what what's the conversation these jokers are having off air? This is one that they that they think is appropriate or good or reasonable to have on air. I can't imagine some of the things that they say. You know, hey Chris, I couldn't say this on the air, and then he fills in fills in the blank. You know, those conversations happen. 
What on earth would that be? What on earth might that be? Here we go. Don Lemon talking to Chris Cuomo. This is beautiful stuff. Here we go. No matter what happens, everybody sticks to the We're going to have team. to blow up the entire system. And you know what we're going to have to do? No, I don't know about You know that. what we're going to Yes, yeah. what you have to do? You just got to vote. Honestly, from what your closing argument is, you're going to have to get rid of the Electoral College. Because the people... I don't see it. Uh, because the, the minority in this country decides who the judges are and they decide who the president is. is but you that, need a constitutional amendment to do that. And if Democrats, if Joe Biden wins... Democrats can stack the courts, and they can do that amendment, and they can get it passed. Well, you that's need two-thirds vote in the Congress and three-quarters of the state legislature. They may be able to do that. Maybe. I'm just starting to wonder if Don Lemon has any idea what math is. They may be able to get three-quarters of the state legislature to get rid of the Electoral College right now? You think so, Don Lemon? You're telling us, Don Lemon, that... The majority of people want to see liberalism embraced because they voted for a president that wasn't really elected president because we have a thing called the Electoral College. You're telling us you're telling us that there's a that you can't get things done when there's a majority of people in the popular vote that want a president that doesn't get elected. But yet somehow you're going to be able to flip state legislatures in three quarters of the states. That's three out of four, Don. That's three out of every four states have to vote to accept this. Two-thirds of, the, of, of Congress has to vote too. Don, Don Lemon thinks that that's, that's conceivable, that that's possible. Now, are they going to attack the Electoral College? You better believe it. But the reason these folks are unhinged, the reason these folks are full of vitriol, rage, bitterness, may I add, so much bitterness that – Makes a program like this, conservative, not bitter, stand out like a sore thumb amongst these radical lunatics who are losing their minds left and right. But they, they, they know that they are on the losing side of this. They know that there's nothing that can prevent this, barring I – mean, they're going to throw everything they can at this. It just takes you know a couple of Republicans to defect, and this nomination doesn't happen before the election. So it's going to get intense. Remember, I, I, we've been saying this. I didn't predict, obviously, that there would be a vacancy to fill here. But this is going to – this is th – there is no other way. When one side believes fervently that America is broken as founded and another side embraces – with, with I don't know, respect, with uh, gratitude, the principles laid forth by our, set forth by our founders, embraced by our founders, and the other side hates those principles. The other side tries to conflate things, confuse us by, by pointing out slavery and saying because of slavery, everything else they, they did was wrong. And someone like me would say, no, slavery was obviously wrong, but the other issues they got right – the other issues of liberty, free speech, the right to keep and bear arms, the principles, the framework that they set forth, limited government, those things are beautiful things. And they have unleashed the power of the American, of the individual American to, to live his or her life as he or she chooses. And with that comes prosperity and goodness, and that stuff has been exported around the world. Folks, the United States of America, the vision 
of the founders has lifted this world to places it had never been before. And I'm not suggesting here that there's not massive problems in the world still. But in comparison to what it was pre-USA, and in comparison to what these governments who are oppressing their people around the world, what they're doing versus what governments who begin to institute freedom and respect individuals and treat people as citizens and not subjects and allow them to follow their own pursuits and their dreams and their passions and so forth. You look at what happens. The same thing happens every time, unless, the, unless or until, I should say, until people who want to get back in power start uh, you know, people who want to be totalitarian start killing people again, causing civil war, stealing food and making people basically sell their freedoms in exchange for food, that sort of stuff. But that's not because of capitalism. That's because of the that's because of the evil in the minds of those who want to be totalitarians. Anyway, long in this segment again. Next segment's gonna be really short. You're listening here to the home of conservative, not bitter talk. I am your host, Todd Huff, back here in just a minute. Welcome back. I was asking here behind the scenes about this, one of the threats, one of the threats. It's a shakedown. Chuck Schumer's acting like a mafia boss over there in the Senate. If Donald Trump and the Republican Mitch McConnell, if they confirm someone, that's of course what's in their power, it's within their power to do. They reverse course from 2016. This is the opposite. No, it's not. We went through this yesterday. No, it's not. Stop it. Stop it. But Chuck Schumer's over there telling, threatening people, make you a deal that you can't refuse. You either do it his way or there will be proverbial hell to pay, Chuck Schumer says. Going to stack the court. Now, I think I've seen they're going to go to 11 justices. FDR wanted to go to 15. There's nothing in the Constitution that says you can't have more justices. There's nothing magical about the number nine, although I would maintain there's something magical about an odd number. You know, I know socialists aren't good at math, but if there's an even number, there can be a tie, this thing called a tie. So there could be, say there's eight justices, which is what we have right now. Let's say, let's think about that, by the way, which this has been pointed out elsewhere as well. Democrats have already told us they basically plan on challenging the election results if Biden doesn't win or if Trump tries to prevent any of the uh, harvested ballots or you know ballots that come in weeks later from being counted, which seems to be a reasonable thing, ballots that don't have matching signatures, that sort of thing. Democrats have vowed to take this all the way as high as they can. May, this may end up on the Supreme Court's uh, you know on, on their, their doorstep. The court takes this up. What happens if there's a four-to-four vote? Could totally happen, by the way. Roberts could side with the other three radical leftists, and the others could vote uh, for the side of reason and, and decency and all things, uh, all things rational. And then you got a four-to-four tie. So see that there's something good about an odd number because five-to-four is better than four-to-four. So there's another reason to appoint someone to the Supreme Court in this case. But Oz was asking, well, what is, you know, they're going to just 
arbitrarily change the number of Supreme Court justices. Yes, yes, that's exactly what they want to do. They've wanted to do this for years. They've just found their excuse now. Trump executing, or Trump, I should say, exercising his constitutional authority to appoint a Supreme Court justice and and, and the Senate exercising its constitutional authority to confirm said justices or said justice makes Chuck Schumer mad. Chuck Schumer says nothing's off the table. You like your filibuster? Poof, gone. You don't think we'll stack the courts? You better believe we will. Poof, two more nominees for Joe Biden day one. Apparently, these are the threats. D.C. is a state. The idea of, I don't care, D.C. is a liberal lunatic hotbed. I, you know, I went to school there. I lived inside that beltway. You talk about a bubble. These folks live in a fantasy world. Washington, D.C. is a fantasy world. Beautiful city, great monuments, great history. I love the place. But the the ideas and the minds of the people that live there, I mean, it, it is it is a disaster. It is not a state. In fact, it was distinctive. <laughs> the founders... The founders intentionally made it not a state. It's a district. It's a place where the government resides. It's not supposed to be a state. They carved this place out originally between Virginia and Maryland. Now it's just in Maryland. If D.C. wants to be a state, I say go for it, but it's part of Maryland. It's not its own, it's not its own state. They don't get two senators. You don't get representation for the deep state. Is that what we want? I know it's not what you want. Shouldn't happen, regardless of any politics. This is not fundamentally what the founders envisioned. It, it violates all sorts of ideas and principles about federalism, giving giving the the federal government effectively effectively representation. The deep state getting representation. Ninety whatever it is, ninety five percent of DC votes for for Democrats. Ninety three percent whatever. These are Saddam Hussein sorts of numbers. Anyway. But they're going to threaten to pack the court. They're going to threaten to take away the filibuster. They're going to threaten now to impeach President Trump. AOC thinks this is a great idea. She's out there talking about the House. I don't know if she realizes the House is a different branch from the Senate. I mean, if the House takes up articles of impeachment, how how is this going to interfere with the Senate and what the Senate decides to do? Well, Todd, if the House passes articles of impeachment, the Senate must take it up. Really? Nancy Pelosi passed articles of, of impeachment back in... December and wouldn't even send them to the Senate. Folks, we are in an all they they are this is desperation mode. This is the party. Remember, this is the party that they tell us is in control, is this formidable force. And I'm not minimizing that that we're on the brink of them being able to stack up election victories here. I'm not I'm not naive to that. But this is a party in desperation. This is a party that's without power, and look at how they behave. They're exposing, they're showing us who they really are. The only thing that matters is power. The only thing that matters is the growth of government. The only thing that matters is for them to take more and for you to get less. These folks are a mess. They have no business being representatives, senators, whatever. I'm talking about the likes of Chuck Schumer. People who think this way. I don't care what group you're a part of, Democrat, Republican, call yourself libertarian, independent, conservative, whatever. Makes no difference to me. You act like this, you behave like this, you think like this. 
In my estimation, you have forfeited your right to serve as a quote-unquote public servant. This is not what the founders envisioned. You are, in fact, becoming an enemy, a domestic enemy to the Constitution when you behave and act and think in ways like this. Calling for the system to be blown up, as Don Lemon says. I know, Oz, it's time to take a break. Got to take that break. Sit tight. Be back in just a minute. Welcome back. So, waning moments here of the program, but I want to, I'm going to play really quickly here. I was looking at the time. Now, this this question is a little hard to hear being asked in the audio, but basically, AOC, she's up on the at the podium with Chuck Schumer, being asked about whether or not impeachment is a viable option for Democrats. We've literally entered the phase of political retribution. This is now being applauded endorsed, encouraged by the media, by Democrats. This is now where we are here. Really quickly, AOC at the podium. If you can hear this question, uh, it's going to be hard to hear the question, but you can hear her response. Here it is. Congresswoman, you mentioned being open to all ideas to buy time. Would you be in support of potentially renewing talks of an impeachment hearing? Well, you know, I think um, I I believe that certainly there has been an enormous amount of law breaking in the Trump administration. I believe that Attorney General Barr is unfit for office and um, and that he has pursued potentially law breaking behavior. That being said, um, this is these are procedures that are and decisions that are largely up to House Democratic leadership. But um, but I believe that also we we must consider again all of the tools available to our disposal and that all of all of these options should be entertained and on the table Mm. all right there you go all the options should be on the table what are the options i don't know but it's political retribution we're going to impeach the president over this this is serious this is being taken seriously by the media by the elites Folks, they are beside themselves. This is clearly not the way that this is supposed to work out. And if Trump, if Trump wins this thing, they are going to lose. I, I don't even know. I can't even envision what's going to happen. They are going to melt down. I'm talking. I'm not talking about every Democrat. Look, there are Democrats out there. That for whatever reason they believe that Biden's better. I think that they're completely wrong, and that's they, they they've been led astray somewhere. But I'm, they don't. They're not going to melt down and, and hold cry-ins. They're going to live their lives and do what they've been doing prior to the election. But there is a group of people that will not be able to function. They will not be able to wake up in the morning. They will not be able to go to work. They probably aren't working now anyway. They they can't they can't function. They can't deal with this. This is not acceptable to them. And I've got to take a break. Just out of time here. You're listening to Conservative Not Better Talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff, back here in just a minute. Welcome back, folks. We, you know, it's some of this stuff is it can be humorous. Some of this stuff can be eye opening. Some of this stuff can be concerning. 
And in the worst cases, some of this stuff can be terrifying. But we are, look, we've always been one generation away from the extinction of of the, these these ideas are always in always at risk, always being threatened because the nature of government, the nature of humanity, is to grow government power, is to move away from the principles set forth by our founders in the Constitution. But the good news is when we communicate these ideas clearly, when we communicate these ideas clearly, when people understand what they have in this great nation, truth is on our side, history is on our side, philosophy is on our side. These are fantastic principles that once people understand them, what they are, and they're not misled, and I understand there's loud voices and a lot of emotion to overcome, but when people see America for what it really is, when they see it for what it really is, and they understand freedom and liberty for what it really is, good things happen. And we just need to promote more and more truth, stand in the way of this deceit, and vote. We've got to win this election. I've got to go. Thanks for listening. SDGC tomorrow. Take care.